Let's open the Word of God this morning to Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1, let's open the worship of God this morning with eager hearts, fervent and passionate hearts. Amen. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. We have that sunshine coming in, the windows on your right. The Bible says that the Lord Jesus Christ has a name of the Son of Righteousness in Malachi chapter 4. And so there is a comparison to be drawn from the glory of that sun, S-U-N, rising in the east. The Bible says that the sun rising in the east is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. Imagine his glowing face. It's like a strong man ready to run a race with confidence. And so the sun comes up confident that it can burn away anything in front of it, which it does effectively. But the Lord Jesus Christ is the Son of God with S-O-N, and we want to worship Him this morning. In Revelation chapter 1, we have a rather detailed picture of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is very different from the Roman Catholic caricature of Him that we so often see. And this picture of Jesus Christ is found in verses 12 down through 16. Our Lord Jesus Christ isn't a blue-eyed Anglo-Saxon like some want to make him out to be. He's not brown-eyed. He has eyes as a flame of fire, this passage tells us. He's not brown-haired. He's white-haired. His face is white as snow. It's not like any of our faces in color or appearance. He's girt about with a golden girdle. His head and hairs are white as wool. His eyes as a flame of fire. His feet like burning brass. And his voice like the sound of many waters. For those of you that have been to Niagara Falls, you've heard something close. For those that haven't, you haven't. But this is the Lord Jesus Christ of glory. I don't know how, you know I know how and so do you, I don't know how that they can paint a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ knocking at a door with his head bent over, looking so pitiful and weak, I can't imagine anyone that would ever fall at the feet of that thing. But they get that out of Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, where Jesus Christ said to the church of Laodicea that he stood at the door and knocked. But to get to Revelation chapter 3, you have to read Revelation chapter 1 if you're reading the Bible to find out what it says about the Lord Jesus Christ. And so to get to chapter 3, you've got to go through chapter 1, and chapter 1 tells us he doesn't look anything like that painted picture. But I don't want those verses. I want the next two verses. Verse 17, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. This is the apostle that knew him best, that knew him most intimately, that laid on his bosom at supper, was the apostle that Jesus loved. I fell at his feet as dead. This is our Lord Jesus Christ. It is why we are here in this place, separated from others, to see the picture that the Bible presents of the true Lord of glory. I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. When you have the keys to something, you can open it and you can close it. You can lock it and you can unlock it. 
And the Bible goes on to say in just a couple of chapters from here that Jesus is able to open and no man can shut, and Jesus can shut and no man can open. And that's the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ when it comes to death and hell. He has all the authority of both. And we are thankful to know Him. And we're more thankful that He knows us. And He will not lose a single one of us, but will raise us up again at the last day. Jesus said, For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of Him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which He hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. Today's theme is resurrection power. Jesus will not lose a single one of those God gave him in election before the world began, but he will raise them all up at the last day. He went through death first for us, and he's the first fruits of them that slept. He rose first, and he shows us what's going to happen to us, and he's got all the authority and the power to do it. And if we see him properly, we would fall at his feet as dead. And then he reaches forth his right hand by the Holy Spirit and comforts us, strengthens us, and says, Don't be afraid. I'm the first and the last. I control everything. Everything is to me, for me, and under me. Amen. Amen. Isn't it interesting when we have it quoted to us in the Bible that Jesus himself said, Amen because it was certain and true, and that's why we say the word amen. We agree that that is certain and true. This is our Lord Jesus Christ. He has a life-giving voice. All he has to do is say, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus comes forth, all bound up in his grave clothes. He can say to a storm at sea, peace, be still. And there's a great calm. The life-giving voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's coming soon, and he'll say, Come forth. And everybody, everybody, every body, every person, every body, no matter how it was put to death, no matter how dissolved it may be since, it will be put back together and raised by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for showing this to us. Thank you for convicting us in our hearts that this is meaningful and real. And teach us today that we would live worthy of his name and show his power in our lives. Let us pray. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. There is none beside thee. Holy Father, thou hast made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that in them is. You have created all things for your pleasure, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. We thank thee for thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and that he, by death, destroyed death for us. And he's abolished it as far as it having any penal bondage upon us. He's delivered us from its clutches and slavery so that we might mock it. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? But thanks be to God that giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy Son. We thank Thee for sending Thy Son to be our intercessor, our advocate, our counselor, and our mediator that we have sitting at Thy right hand, our older brother, 
who lives perpetually to make intercession for us and who reconciled us to thee by his death and now saves us by his life and will not lose a single one of us. We have the perfect representative in the courts of heaven, your beloved son, in whom you are well pleased, and we thank thee for him. Heavenly Father, we are assembled in this room today to worship him, to learn of him, to hear his doctrine, to commit ourselves to that doctrine, to remind ourselves that this world is not our home, but we're strangers and pilgrims passing through it, and that we would set our affection on things above, where Jesus Christ sits at thy right hand, that we would believe that though sin and sickness and death is clutching at us and sucking the vitality and life out of our bodies at this very moment, we shall be delivered from it and have glorified bodies made like unto his own glorified body. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us today and bless us with thy holy presence by the Spirit of God, strengthening us in our inner man, opening our hearts, minds, eyes, and ears to behold the things that are here, causing us to embrace them, to love them, and to live by them. We pray for thy servants, thy saints, thy churches throughout the earth that worship thee in spirit and in truth that you will bless them just as we pray for ourselves. Save our government. We thank thee for our rulers. We pray that you would guide them, protect them, bless them, empower them, teach them wisdom, restrain them, that their legislation and the enforcement of it would be for the benefit of thy people under their care in this nation. We thank thee for America. We could have been born anywhere, but we thank thee for this nation. And we pray that you would yet preserve it for the sake of the righteous in it, like you would have preserved Sodom and Gomorrah. O Lord, let us be part of the righteous in it. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. We are foolish and weak. So like as a father, a good father, pities his children, so pity us, O Lord, and remember our frame that we are dust. Have mercy upon us. Heavenly Father, we seek to give thee a great sacrifice today, the sacrifice of praise from our lips for the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless our hearts and purify them. Forgive us the sins of our hands and our feet. And lead us now by your Spirit, lifting up our hearts, filling us with joy, directing our attention and our affection heavenward, that everything we give thee will be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen.